Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Many of you are looking at situations and obstacles and you don't understand what is going on. This year has been the worst year for many of you that you've ever, it's worse than you could have even imagined. Anybody there? You're going, God, what is going on? There are some things we're going to write down. And during the whole service, I want to encourage you as the Holy Spirit prompts you, and we're going to welcome him in just a moment. As he, we already did during worship, but we'll make it legal and pray. Write some things down as Holy Spirit prompts you of things you want to leave behind. And we're going to bring them up here and place them on this altar, never to see them again. And there's going to be communion here. We're going to receive communion. And we're going to see miracles unlocked that I believe we're going to hear about in the coming weeks. And then next week, we're going to do the very same thing, only we're going to declare. And we're going to decree and we're going to speak over the new year things that we believe are the promises that God has given each of us specifically. Because you all have different callings and anointings. But Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. We thank you, God, that you're here. We thank you that your presence is here. We open our ears and we open our hearts to you. Speak to us. Holy Spirit, you're the communicator. Speak to us. We want to see heaven manifest here on earth. In the name of Jesus, if you believe that, just shout amen. amen. I want to read this scripture verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16. And I want you to listen to this, thinking about all the circumstances and all the situations and all of the obstacles and all of the challenges and all of the resistance and all of the disappointment and all of the failure and all of the shame and all of the, oh my God, what's going on right now that you're feeling? And in the middle of that, God has the audacity to put in his word, always be joyful. Always be joyful. I don't feel joy. Well, church, the Lord says this. It's time to get over your feelings. Joy is not a feeling. It's the manifest presence of God. I'm preaching. We could drop the mic, go home right there. But then it says this. It says, always be joyful. Verse 17 says, never stop praying. Do you know that when you stop praying, it's hard to have joy? You stop communicating with the one who can change everything, the one who makes sense of everything when it doesn't make sense, why would you have joy? It's not your joy. It's the joy of the Lord that's your strength. Problem is we have a bunch of people claiming their own, it's all about happiness. Hmm. That's the problem with America right now. It's all about stuff and happiness. My way. Be thankful in all circumstances, verse 18. Why would I be thankful in the middle of what I'm looking at right now? Are you out of your mind? This verse must not be for me. Be thankful in all circumstances, 
For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. But then check this out because this is the heat that's it's coming now. We understand those statements. But then the next one says, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. Wow. Because those were commands. They weren't options. When you're not joyful, when you don't pray, when you're not thankful in the middle of those situations, you stifle the Holy Spirit. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down this morning? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said to me, this week while I was putting this message together, he said, you've been stifling me because you're a whiner. And my parents had a rule in the house, whiners get spanked. I got spanked a lot. Praise God. But test everything that is said. Oh, we have permission to test this. Hold on to what is good. and Stay away from every kind of evil. Do you know what's evil? Worry. Wow. Do you know what's evil? Anxiety. Wow. Do you know what's evil? Control. Wow. Ooh, I just preached to me right there. That last one, control, just preached to me. Your cards. I won't carry the dot, the dot, the dot into the new year. I'm leaving it here in 2023. I'm not carrying this into the new year. Paul said this to the church of Philippi in Philippians 3 verses 12 to 14. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Lord knows that's right. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, right? I'm not perfect, but I focus on this one thing that I'm going to forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. Because if I sit right here, it screams no hope. But when I could go, okay, God, I'm going to hit delete. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to hit delete. That doesn't make sense. Hmm. Oh, if you're walking by faith, it's not going to make sense. If you're walking by sight, that's going to be a challenge for you. If you're walking in your strength, that's going to be a challenge for you. But I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize, which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us, calling you. He's calling you. Come on, baby, trust me. Come on, give it to me. We've got to forget the things of the past that have held us back and held us hostage to press on to what lies ahead. Can I give you a word of freedom and a word of knowledge? Stop trying to control it because you can't. Let it go. Let it go. There we go. All my Disney people. There's like three kids got real excited just now. But God works all things together for the good according to those who love him. All things. All things. Oh, this situation that I'm dealing with, he works all things. Some of you feel like you're held hostage and held back to catapult the anointing on your life. God's filling you with such a powerful testimony. He's making you stronger. He's doing things inside of you 
says, when I understand that everything happening to me is to make me more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. Can I read that again? When I understand that everything happening to me is to make me more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. Because he works everything together for the good of those that love him. It doesn't sound awesome when you're in the middle of the chaos of what you're looking at. It's a challenge. Romans 8, verses 28 to 32. I've read this verse so many times. I just referenced it. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers. We are his lovers. I would never overlook Liz and Hope. My little loves. Thank you for saying amen, Hope. God's not overlooked you. He sees you. But he sees the Christ-like that he's trying to accomplish in you in the middle of the situation that you just want to skip over. Just get me through this. Actually, we would like to go around that, right? Why, why go through this? I just want to go around it. God goes, no, there's a process. There's a process. Gold goes through a process of refining that takes out all the impurities. Some of y'all are sick of what you're looking at. Submit your impurities to God and it'll go a whole lot faster. Because we've all got them. Our feet all stink. We all need a shower daily. We all need to brush our teeth. Those are, they're, they're, they're elementary but spiritually, it's the same. For he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, ahead of time, he knew. He knew what you were going to jack up. He knew that you were you. He knew that you had your little quirks. He wasn't moved by that. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. Everyone. It's not exclusive, which is why I can't stand the exclusivity in the church. I hate it. We don't serve a God that's exclusive. We're all his lovers. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who could ever stand against us? What situation could ever stand against you if God is for you? In other words, what you worried about? What are you worried about? What are you anxious about? No, we got to pray. Pray when you're anxious. For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for all of us, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else that he has to give. This scripture verse is our anthem scripture verse. It's on our website, on our homepage. I haven't referenced it in a long time. In fact, I kind of forgot about it. 
But Hosea 2.15, when God was giving Liz and I the vision for Hope Covenant and even the name, we were going to just name it Covenant. And the Lord was sharing with me, you know, there's a generation that really needs hope. And that's going to happen through Covenant. And I went, okay, cool, Hope Covenant. That's how that, literally how that name came about. In Hosea 2, 14 to 15, I want to prophesy this verse. I want to look into all of your eyes directly and prophesy this verse over you. Prophesy this verse over 2024. And now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'll turn heartbreak valley because so many people are experiencing heartbreak into acres of hope. I feel the Lord right now. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm hitting reset for you, baby. And I'm going to turn your heartbreak into a very sacrifice that's an incense and an aroma to me that I go, oh, that's beautiful worship. I want to breathe on that person. But we've got to adapt the perseverance that Paul wrote about in prison. Some of you feel like you're in a prison cell. Maybe you need to write prison on your card and understand that what looks like prison, you flip the card over, it's miracle. There's miracle freedom. Some of you have been in relationships that God's freeing you of because you've got a call that's bigger than that relationship. Your relationship with the father is more important. Some of you have dealt with grief. Some of you are dealing with soul ties. Some of you are dealing with sickness. And I want to free anybody who's got the lie that I'm sick because I did, did, that's demonic. Don't get into that. Don't get into that. No, he's a God of freedom. And he sees you. And he's got a call. And nothing that you're walking through right now can shift the call and the hand of God on your life. How you handle it can certainly spur on the anointing, though, to where you had a gifting before. But now, because of your consecration and submission to God and you're giving this control over to him, now it turns into anointing where you could do way more in his spirit than you could do in the natural. Can we give God a shout of praise? I'm telling you, I feel the Lord here this morning. We need to be focused and undistracted this coming year on kingdom affairs and not weighted down with the weights of this temporal world that so easily distracts and captivates us. Can I tell you right now, this is your moment and it's consuming you because you're going through it, but it's a momentary light affliction. What that means is it's going to pass. It's going to pass. What was I talking to you about? I was talking to you about something this week, and you said, it's going to pass. I was sick. I was sick as a dog. (laughs) I had no voice, and I freaked out. That's what I do when I get sick. I freak out. Why? I don't know. I'll get over that. I'm growing in the Lord. Amen? But I, I said, I have no voice. It's Friday. Church is Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to do. And mom just texts me, and it annoys me how confident she is in her text. Like, it's going to pass. It's like, I can see her on the other side of the phone. Where's your faith preacher? I'm her son no matter what. 
God's doing some things. I really want to encourage you. What we're doing is a, when we write these down and we leave it here on this altar and we receive communion, we're literally doing a physical act that I believe has spiritual ramifications and consequences, which are great. Consequence isn't a bad word. Can be, but it can also be a good word. There are good consequences, right? You get a gold star today. It's a good consequence. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21, y'all are going to think I'm taking the offering again. I'm not. Listen to this. Don't store up your treasure here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be right? Now, we think of that as money. Our mind immediately goes to money. It's way more than money. Remember, we did a whole series this year, time, talent, treasure. So when I give God the beginning of my day and consecrate myself to him, that is giving him my treasure of my time. When I look at my gifting and I actually open up my mouth and spread the news of Jesus, that's my talent. And then financially, you know, there's that too. But we immediately jump to that because we're the most defensive about that because God doesn't really have our whole heart sometimes. I'm going to leave that there. The result of staying kingdom and eternal minded is this, and I'm going to end here. Isaiah 26 verses 3 to 4 in the New Living Translation. What happens when we become eternity minded? You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts, Lord knows, I can ruminate on a perfect day. All whose ruminating is fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Some of y'all need to get a rock and stand on it. Feel how hard that is. I'm telling you, God is trying to establish you in a position where it's you and God. And you wake up in the morning and you cannot do your life without Holy Spirit. You cannot do your life without a divine appointment where you and the Father are tracking. Because I promise you this year, if you'll start your year that way, God will take you places that you couldn't even have dreamed about. They will be so good. There's, there's a shift in the new year. I believe 2024 is going to be a very challenging year. I'm not trying to discourage everybody, but I want to be honest with you. I believe we're about to experience where the rubber is going to meet the road. This year, I cannot tell you that I prophetically believe it's going to be easy street. I don't believe that. But I believe there's a separation of wheat and chaff going on in the church where those who are willing to lean on, trust in, and rely on the Lord are going to see their yoke is easy and their burden is light and go, why does this feel easier when it's more difficult? That only happens when the anointing is kicking. That only happens when you marinate close proximity and you hear the whispers of God. So with every eye open and every head lifted, I want you to say, I'm leaving it here. 
2023. 2023. I'm leaving you here. here. We're having a funeral today. There's two funerals happening. A funeral to the situation that we're leaving here. And a funeral to my will. And saying, Holy Spirit, your kingdom come. Your will be done as I step over the threshold into 2024. My will stays back here. I'm going with you. I feel his power here this morning. I feel his glory here this morning. Some of you need to write striving down on the card. I did. Some of you need to write anxiety down on the card. I did. Some of you need to write spirit of fear down on the card. I did. Harassing thoughts. I did. What is it? Just a moment with you and God. You can close your eyes now. Just a moment with you and God. Lord, what is it that I need to leave here? What do you want me to drop off this morning? What do you want me to sacrifice and lay down on your altar? Maybe for some of you, it's preconceived ideas of what the next move of God is going to look like. Nobody knows. Lord, there's a shift that happens through repentance and communion with you. Where your Holy Spirit can instill his will and his agenda and his priorities for our future and our destiny. That's all we can ask. Lord, we want your will, your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.